The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. Perth Football Podcast for a big special here um, on our Patreon. Uh is on as usual, but I'm joined with Ben Gilby. Uh, an absolute pleasure for us, Ben. Um, member of the Football Writers Association, chief ed- editor um, and founder of Impetus Football. Um, a huge advocate of the women's game here in WA and tortured Eagles fan at the moment, but also um, winner of the On Her Side Award um, in terms of the writing and contribution that you've been doing. Ben, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here, mate. How are you? It's brilliant to be here. Um, it's brilliant to be back in WA. I've missed this place so much when I'm not here. So, yeah, it's great. It's great to be here in person. And you've been, um, doing, a bit of, you've been doing a bit of sports as well. You got to see Subi play. You got to see the, uh, the Eagles get a win. It's got to be great for you. It, yeah, I mean, one of the things about sort of maybe only getting here every year, wherever you are every year, is that you sort of try and get to catch up with all your teams when you're here. So, yeah, when I see Subi and the Waffle and... West Coast yesterday and somehow both of them won which, <laughs> which is nuts in itself um, and yeah all the World Cup games here in Perth before going over to see the last stages in Sydney How, how good have the games been like I was at the um, I was at the Jamaica Panama game and it just felt like this awesome festival of football and I was there with Josh Chai one of our one of our contributors and he said the biggest telling difference from when you're there to when it's a glory game he said, you don't have to put the paper bag on your head for the, for the glory. You can take the paper bag off and just feel proud to be part of the atmosphere. So what was that like for you in the last two games that you've been to? Yeah, I mean, I thought, I didn't think the Irish fans could be beaten um, for what they produced in the game against Canada. Wow, wow the Jamaicans are awesome. You know, the, you know, the, sort of the, the volume they made, the drums, the, the drums, whistles. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. And it, yeah, I mean, it was gutting that Padilla Shaw wasn't playing because it would have been so good to see her play here in Perth. Um, yeah, they got the win, and yeah, I mean, they could be through the last 16 in a couple of days. Right. Well, look, we'll, we'll, we'll get onto the World Cup chat in a bit, but we just wanted to hear your story because we, we cover the women's MPL here in Perth. We've been doing it for a year um, and had some recent success. That's all right. Um, we've had some recent success and just wanted to hear you as someone who's been a huge advocate of the game, but also someone who's. Um, work we listen to um, work we read um, yeah just give us a give us a quick rundown of, of how it all began and just where your love affair of the game starts yes I mean I, I actually had my introduction to women's football here in Perth actually back in 2008 um, when the uh, W League started um, I was funny enough I was at an Eagles game um, over at CB um, back in Vegas was when Daniel Kerr was playing for West yeah. Coast um, and there was someone sat behind me sort of saying oh do you know um, Daniel's got a little sister who's going to play for the play for the glory next season when they you know when they start the, uh, the W League so being back in England obviously there's not really any Aussie rules to watch I was you know football was my main game back back in England so I remember the following day I went back to, um, to sort of have dinner with my family who live out in Leeming and I was saying oh 
you know, what's this about Daniel's little sister then? And, oh yeah, she's, you know, this, this little teenager is going to be just literally from up the road from them. He was going to play for for Perth in their first season. So yeah, kind of started off as sort of, sort of Sam being the local kid from up the road from where my family are. Sort of, sort of, then obviously she got bigger and bigger down the years, sort of getting up at silly hours to watch her play for Australia, you know, the Asian Cup in that monsoon final that God knows how many years ago now. And yeah, so it went from sort of like watching Sam, the local kid from where my family lived, to, you know, them following the Matildas and, wow. you know, Perth Glory. You know, I'm still getting up crazy early in the morning in England to watch all the glorious Sailor Women's games and, and stuff. So yeah, it kind of went from there. Really. And then, and then the the decision to kind of follow the WA League as well was that something that was like born out of that? Because the work that you've been doing in this league is exceptional. It kind of it kind of happened really. So as a website, we I've covered the uh, W League and A League for the last three years. Um, and so when it started, when we sort of started to get access to sort of like most of the clubs in the A-League women um, and the audience really picked up, so the, the, it was only still only a few of us writing at the time. We sort of said, well, you know, this is doing so well, maybe we should look at the NPL where we can. Um, so we've got Kieran Yaku who writes us down in Melbourne, who's a fantastic writer. Um, and he said, you know, look, I'd, I'd love to cover the NPL Victoria. So it's like, yeah, do you know what then I'm, I'll take WA because you know no, there's a handful of people that cover the NPL women's WA um, but it doesn't it still doesn't get the, the coverage that I think it deserves and it should get so you know look it was, it was a no-brainer for me you know this is where women's football started for me so yeah I, don't, I, yeah, I love women's football here so I just wanted to cover it and yeah that's, that's where it went and how hard is it for you because obviously you are in London so are you are you watching the streams are you are you kind of like getting a little bit more access into, into stuff because it's pretty difficult for us and we try to get to as many games as possible we're lucky that one of the comments or two of the commentators are part of the podcast so if there's any games that we miss we can see um, but yeah how, how difficult is it covering the league on the other side of the world um, well I kind of get, I watch one whole game a week um, on streamer.com so that's generally generally in, in, okay generally in England it's the Sunday morning game so um, so, so like 3 o'clock kickoffs here or till 8 or 9 o'clock oh perfect um, in the morning UK time so yeah I watch that live um, as it goes um, as to the other games it, that weekend it kind of depends on to which ones where the, the stream actually works or the camera person turns up which sometimes makes life a bit of a challenge um, but, but yeah then to just go through and sort of look at look all the goals um, normally when I get in from work on a Monday UK time I sort of just go through the other three games and just sort of, sort of like forward through the goals yeah. to sort of get, get that information and add that in and yeah we've, we've got a couple of photographers out out here that send photos so Rob, Rob Lizzie does great stuff with Terrific us Terrific work Cat Bryant as well card. Yeah Cat Bryant sends stuff for occasion oh, Lee's McCulloch so, so yeah that, that, Vince we can't forget Vince Yeah absolutely yeah so it's it's still those contacts that have really helped as well because you know you can write a page of writing but these in these pictures in there as well otherwise it's a, it's a hard road the, I mean maybe it's the same reason for you but we we kind of decided to focus on the MPL primarily because we have access primarily because one like you said it is it is completely underreported and so they're more than happy to say hey 
speak to our coach, our director, speak to anybody you like. Um, and it's almost a case of any publicity is good publicity. But how crucial is being able to get that access? Because it's, it's not just the match reports that you do. You're also doing interviews with players. You're also, even right now, you're, you're doing interviews with World Cup players. We read the one that you did with Carpenter most recently as well. So how crucial is that access? Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's everything. It, it, it takes a long, you know, it takes a couple of years to get there. And, you know, people have got to see that you're serious before you get that access. I mean, I think... It probably last season when I started doing the MPL WA, it probably took um, I don't know, probably a couple of months of sort of doing the weekly sort of reports and that for sort of people took notice. Um, and actually, I reached out to um, Balpata and like they were fantastic right from the start. Um, yeah. So they said, look, yeah, who, who, who would you like to would you like to interview one of the players? So they they put up um, Talia Dopra. Uh, last season that was the first interview I did yeah and it went from there until you pretty much all the other clubs have come on board they're really happy to, to talk so yeah we've done most of the you know the, the top players in the league and we, we get, we're getting through a whole lot more this year and hopefully there'll be another one out this Wednesday fingers crossed <laughs> if I can write it up in time um, you mentioned the, the bit about writing it up in time and I think that's been the biggest thing that we've had um, it's just the time. Just how how do you find the time to work as a teacher, do the family stuff, um, or neglect the family stuff, so to speak? Do the washing or neglect the washing and the laundry? How how do you find the time to to keep this labor of love going? Because it is a labor mm. of love. I, we we started a Patreon, and I think we're now getting ninety dollars a month, which kind of helps covers a lot of the production costs. Um, or some of the production costs, but it's still like we're not making any money off of this. Yeah, I think it, it's helped to the extent that the site is where it is now. That there's a, quite a few people all around the world writing or contributing to us in, in different ways. So we've probably got so we've probably got about twenty regular writers, photographers, um, and we've, we've got a team of about six or seven TikTok content creators who are. You know, they're all teenagers, but they are incredible what they've done. You know, it's, you know, last week it was like 50,000 views on that yeah. TikTok, which I just can't, I can't get my head around. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't have the time to do the stuff the site now does myself at all. I mean, it, it could run full time if, if anybody ever wanted to pay us. It could be easily be full time. But in gen- I mean, generally what I do, it's, it's fortunate that the NPL games are 9 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning UK time when I'm, when I'm in England because I can generally get it done and dusted by 11am mm. UK time at home. So that's it. And that's, you know, I've got weekend day with family or, or whatever. Um, during the working week when I'm teaching, um, I still generally do it an hour or so when I, when I straight get in from work, um, from teaching. And then after that you know teaching stuff and life stuff after that but yeah it's it's one of those things that, yeah I mean we'd love to get paid for it but I you know I do it and I write about particularly about WA women's football because it's, it's a way of keeping me connected with this place when I'm not here yeah. basically yeah and and um, how good oh sorry How have you seen the league developed in the few years that you have been um, covering it? Uh, we've seen, even even prior to the MPL, I remember the first game that I covered was the 
Redbacks versus Queen's Park in a night series final all those years back. And seeing the talent kind of distribute throughout the leagues, it's been really, really good to see. We still do have that situation with Curtin, but even now they're way more competitive now than they were at the start of the season as well. Um, how, how have you seen that league kind of develop? And, and again, like we're contrasting it with things that's happened in Victoria, which is fair enough, but from a WA perspective, how's it kind of grown and developed in your eyes? I mean, I'm really enjoying this season because, you know, you've got, you've got six clubs who are fighting out for the top four. I mean, I think it's, I think, you, you know, you can't really look beyond Red Star for the title now, particularly after the result they had um, yesterday against uh, their soccer club. Um, but, you know, you, you look at the Subia, really competitive now. I mean, you know, they had a really good season last year. Mm. Um, you know, they're doing, they're doing okay this year again. You know, Bakata, whether they've left it too late, I don't know, to make the top four, but they're, you know, I mean, they've got some fantastic players down there. You know, Mum FC are, are put, coming back. You know, they've got some really exciting, really exciting young players down there that I, I love watching. Um, so, yeah, so that side of it is, is you know, it's getting better. The, the, the talent pool is getting that bit wider. And I think hopefully the promotion and relegation thing mm. could, could help in that respect as well because it's, it's it's giving you know it's giving teams lower down a name but it's also giving the teams in the NPL they've got to, to find a way of getting results to, to stay in that league yeah. they're incentivized to do something to make sure that they keep their league um, position and then in terms of things that you think we could do better Obviously, you do have someone who's covering Victoria. What are the things that Victoria are doing that, that we could do more or do better from the Women's League or its perspective? Do you have any ideas? I mean, the main thing is it's keeping the local talent in the state, isn't it? I mean, you, you look at the, the players. I mean, obviously, we've got Larissa Walsh and, you know, a few of our WA and Bella Wallpaper, who unfortunately has got, picked up a really bad injury this year. You, um, you know, Tiara McKenna out in Victoria as well. And, but they've also got a massive chunk of all of the A-League women... Melbourne City, Melbourne Victory players, mm. Western United players um, that are playing in that state. It seems it we seem to still find it hard to keep our best players here, um, and it's that chicken and the egg thing because they desperately want the NPLWA to get stronger, but at the moment the players are seemingly you know this that that pull to go east, and the league is is not going to reach its potential possibly until we can keep our best players here and that and that's the i think that's always the issue here at the moment it's it's can we do that and how can we do that Mm. yeah we've thank you so much for listening to the brief snippet of the full-time whistle podcast you can listen to our full episode of the full-time whistle and other podcasts by visiting our patreon it's patreon.com slash perth football podcast patreon.com slash perth football podcast 